The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, July 13th. This week, we will have a mailbag with the Streamline Super Friends. That's right, the NFL Super Friends. Down one. It's been one week since Sean Wagner McGuff left us. Uh, just feels like he's on vacation right now. Maybe once we get closer to football, we'll be a little more cognizant of the fact that he is gone. Uh, of course, we will be breaking down. This is a week where we could see some deals. A lot of franchise tag guys out there, including Dak Prescott. And if those deals get done, Wednesday, July 15th is the deadline. If those deals get done, of course, we'll do an emergency podcast. Don't don't forget, we'll be breaking down the tag deadline after it happens, I'm sure, for, uh, I presume, what will be Thursday's show. If you want to read about all, if you want to listen to all the rankings that we have, uh, defensive guys, every single uh, every single group, you know, the linebackers, defensive ends, or linebackers, edge guys, safeties, cornerbacks. Uh, we did offense the week before that. And then John Breach and I did coaches. Um, so you check that out. We crapped all over Sean Wagner McGuff. It was a lot. All of over. He is all a over. sneaky guy right now. That's right. He is, smells like bottom. We're also on YouTube. Every single show is on YouTube. They want it. So go to at Pick Six Pod on Twitter. We have our own channel with just Pick six podcast videos where you can watch us talk every day. You can see me in a different gray shirt every single day. Uh, you can see Ryan Wilson vacillating wildly between flat brims and slightly bent brims. He doesn't know whether to be cool and modern like his kids or old school like himself. And, and then there's me. I just wear the same thing every single day. With no shirt on underneath. I pull over. It's simple. It's classy. It's got the Pick 6 logo. You have a shirt on underneath? I can't show you because we're on video now, and I don't want to disturb our listeners. You know what? I know why he doesn't wear a shirt underneath. Why? Because I can see. I'm not going to do it. If you look, ah, he definitely doesn't have a shirt on underneath. If you look closely at his hairline, you can see the toupee glue, and he didn't want to take the shirt off when he puts it on. So that's what happened. Now you're using your Brinson jokes on me. You used the toupee glue on Brinson twice last year. He has a shirt on. Twice, like 400 times a year. Um, so go check out the Pick 6 podcast on YouTube. There is a the header image. I don't know who designed it. I look fantastic. Yeah, you've said that a couple times. I, was, uh, I wonder if Debo had anything to do with it. I don't oh, think so because I think he would have included us. But. That's like going from a four to a six, though, Brinson, you know? That's not. <laughs> that's true. Like a two. 
And uh, also importantly, we have a favor to ask of Pick 6 Podcast listeners. If you like this show, even just a little bit, if you love this show, you got to do this. We are up for a nomination. We've been nominated as a, nominate, as a nominee with the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And it's a very big, important thing. It's based on fan votes. And what I need you guys to do is to – there's a link in the description for this podcast. You can go click it. And I've tweeted it out as well. It's on the Pick 6 Podcast uh, account too. It's, it's very easy to find and to sign up and to nominate us. You can even go to podcastawards.com backslash app backslash sign up and you register, first name, last name, email. You register and then you plug it in like you don't have to do a confirm or anything like that. You register and then you log in and then under nominate, you select the sports category, drop down to hit pick six, and the people's choice category, drop down to hit pick six, and hit save nominations, and that's it. It is a two-minute process, and if you go and do it, it will help us out big time. I cannot tell you how enjoyable and obnoxious I will be if we win an award for this podcast. Yeah. Brenton, let me just ask you something. Have you already written the thank you speech, the acceptance speech, or are you going to just wing it? No, mainly because when you look at the – We're um, up against 700 other podcasts. Well, who are your favorite? I haven't seen the list. Who are your favorites? I'm trying to see if I can find this. See, what happened to me is I nominated us, obviously, and um, uh, my nominations. Let's see. Uh, but you can't see what – Devo, do you have the sports and recreation in front of you? Not in front of me, but I know a couple. All right, what name? Like uh, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast is on there? It's a big one. We um, beat that. 30, 30 does a great job. They're up there. Didn't see – uh, Fantasy Footballers is up there, but more importantly, a couple of other CBS products, Fantasy Football Today, Ion College Basketball, and Nothing Personal with David Sampson. So we have some uh, some competition within ourselves. There is an, an insanely large amount of podcasts out there. There is. That's how many podcasts exist on Apple Podcasts, Will. Um, 804,000. 804,000. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to say 75,000. 50. Just 50. It is now over 1.1 million podcasts. What? On Apple Podcasts. Oh, I got the closest. Price is right rules. I win, Debo. Send me my prize. There's been about 90,000 new podcasts launched per month. So people are, are finding something to do in that downtime. I believe that because I've gotten about 90,000 emails from people asking me to listen to their podcasts that they just started that are sports podcasts. All right, let's talk. Let's do this podcast because I have to go do story time with my mom. She's uh, reading to my son, obviously. Oh, I thought you meant she's reading to you. All right, so this is from March 19th, 2020. Sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to get around to the, 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 the requests, the questions. But if you leave a, if you leave a, a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will answer your question at some point, um, unless it's like rude or super political or something like that, that will get us in trouble. It's hard to find a good GM it's from a, a, a bad Amy 9313. It's a pretty funny name. If Mahomes is going to be the $40 million man, even with projected salary cap increases, are the Chiefs going to be able to consistently field a Super Bowl contender? The Pats dynasties were fueled by their marquee player taking a discount and having good replacement players from starters get injured. Obviously, as we point out, this was before Mahomes signed his deal, this question was asked, but it makes even more sense to answer it now because Mahomes has signed his deal. So the question, guys, is how much will that impact the Chiefs' ability to field a dynasty? 
Uh, I touched on this very briefly during our Mahomes emergency podcast, and it was the fact that during the salary cap era, which dates back to 1994, the highest cap hit that any starting quarterback has ever had for a winning Super Bowl team is 13.1%. So you look at what the Chiefs did with Mahomes' contract, and it's actually, we saw all these huge numbers. This guy's good. He could make as much as $50 million a year if he meets all his incentives. It's an average of a new money average of $45 million a year, which sounds just absurd. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the Chiefs are actually in pretty good shape for at least the next three years because his cap hit for 2020 is only $5 million. That is uh, less than 2.5% of the cap, which is nearly $200 million. You look at 2021, cap probably not going to be that high because of lost revenue. I would say it's probably going to be right around $200 million. Mahomes' uh, cap hit is $24.8 million, so you're at about 12.5%. And then 2022, I think it will shoot up to make up for not going up in 2021. And again, 31. So they're going to be under that 13.1 for at least the next three seasons. It's after that where things get interesting. But, hey, you win three more Super Bowls, then the contract paid for itself. I agree. I mean, if you look at the top five on average quarterbacks, obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one. Number two is Russell Wilson. Um, that team is still pretty good in terms of players around him. He makes $35 million a year on average. Big Ben is next. If Big Ben were healthy last year, that team's making a deep playoff run. Jared Goff's on that list, and you could say, well, that's a good example of things not working. And I would agree with that. Uh, but part of that is they give away the draft picks to, to, to acquire players like Jalen Ramsey, and, and they've squandered other draft picks, and, and they paid out contracts to other people other than the quarterback, C. Todd Gurley, that didn't really work out. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I think uh, Carson Wentz is also near the top five or six. Uh I'm, I think the Eagles are going to be really good this year, no matter what Sean thinks about their coach. But uh, <laughs> on, on paper, that team, no one's looking at that team going, oh, they clearly paid their quarterback too much. So you can certainly do it. And I think, you know, we get caught up in the fact, and one of the talking points is a good talking point is that if you can win with your quarterback on his rookie deal, then you can build around him. And that happened to Russell Wilson. That happened to Carson Wentz. But you can also win with a quarterback who, who makes a lot of money. Um, Peyton Manning made whatever he made twenty five million, I think, is what he made in twenty fifteen when they signed him for that 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 those few years after Indy. And um, you know, that and, te- and real quick, twenty fifteen uh, Manning's cap hit was eleven point seven percent. There you go. So I mean, there are ways to do it, but you have to be good at more than just drafting a quarterback. If you can draft other positions, especially in late rounds, and sign guys in their second deal that are bargain players, that's how you you, you get around doing that. Yeah, I think here's the um, here's the other thing too. Andy Reid has been probably the single uh, best coach slash personnel guy in terms of identifying skill position players in the draft over the past 21 years that he's been coaching. Um, his, his, like, his track record is, is remarkable. You know, whether you're talking about LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, um, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, we've seen him do it with tons of guys. Like, and you can date Debo. You can back me up here on the Eagles factor, right? I'm not going to list every single guy from the Eagles, like Brian Westbrook, Donovan McNabb. He finds talent in the draft in these skill positions, guys. And so I think what you can sort of do, and what I think they're trying to do, it's like they have Damian Williams. He's on the final year of his deal. He's a little bit older, good player, could have been the Super Bowl MVP. You don't want to give him a big contract. You're not going to give him a big contract. So you want to try and build up depth at wide receiver and running back. And I talked about this with Bill Barnwell on the Bill Barnwell podcast last week that you can listen to if you want. Good show. Um, and I think they're going to try and do that. I did, like you identify Miko Hardman. So Tyreek Hill has two years left on his deal or three years left on his deal, right? You're, 
maybe not going to sign Tyreek Hill to another contract when he's 28 because he's a little bit older. Um, if, he, if he's going to demand 20 million a year or something like that or whatever he wants, instead you had Miko Hardman. So like you find these younger guys, sign them to earlier deals, and then you build out that depth and you keep the, the cost of the skill position guys low, knowing that the single most important position in football is, is, is the quarterback position. And one thing I'm going to add to that is that the Chiefs are so good and Patrick Mahomes is such a good talent that it's going to turn into that Tom Brady factor where players, the Patriots were so good for so long that players would go there at a reduced cost. They wouldn't, they, they're, they would get the hometown discount except they were giving it to the Patriots because they just wanted to win a Super Bowl before they retire. So the, the, I think the Chiefs are going to get in a spot where they're going to be, if they do need to sign someone, they're going to be able to get them at a reduced price in free agency because the players that want to win a Super Bowl are going to want to play with Patrick Mahomes. So, as you know, like as huge as these numbers are, I, I don't think this is going to handcuff the Chiefs at all. One thing I would add to that, to borrow Bre- Breach's phrase, so yeah, the list here's Patrick Mahomes <laughs> on average is the highest paid quarterback. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz. That's the top seven. Any of those names pop out to you a- as a team? Obviously, with a franchise quarterback, they could not make a deep playoff run. The only one to me is the Rams. But, but even. The Rams I mean, Super Bowl two years ago, and they went nine and seven last year. Exactly, but I mean that's it. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Packers, the Vikings, the 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 Eagles. So all those quarterbacks make at least thirty two million a year on average. The top being Patrick Mahomes, forty five. You can do it. You just got to be good, and you have to be good everywhere else. You can't be goofing off and and you know signing. Antonio Brown to a, a two-year, $50 million deal, for example. I mean, yeah, like everybody would rather have a quarterback on a rookie contract, like a really good quarterback on a rookie contract. That's awesome. But do you know what the reality of these quarterback rookie deals is now? You get three years. So like, even Patrick Mahomes didn't start his first year. So you got two years of Patrick Mahomes and a crazy cheap salary, and you win a Super Bowl. That's great. It, like These guys are all signing co- extensions in the, after the third year of their deal if they're good quarterbacks or unless the team screws up and then tries to, you know, like the Cowboys had Dak Prescott dirt cheap for a while and couldn't execute on it because they were spending their money elsewhere, like on Tony Romo and Des Bryant. I mean, it's all about managing the cap as a whole. And I think that's what the Chiefs have been very good at doing. Also remember Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins is going to come off the books. Um, we'll see what they do with Chris Jones. I would imagine that they keep trying to win on defense. Uh, you know, they paid Frank Clark, of course, but I would guess they keep trying to win on defense with, uh, drafting younger players and sort of building it out that way. And then, and ultimately you want to win on offense. Like that's why you pay Patrick Mullins that money. You're expecting to win on offense. And yes, it, it, no, you typically see smaller percentage of the cap guys win the Super Bowl, but I mean, like, would you rather have, you know, I mean, Tyrod Taylor? No. Like give me Patrick Mahomes at whatever cost. They're gonna re, they're gonna re, they're gonna renegotiate this extension at some point too. Anyway, probably in the first six years of the deal, it's not gonna go twelve years. Absolutely, and uh, I, I do think the one weird part is that because of the pandemic, the, the teams it's hard for them to project forward because sure. they don't know what the salary cap is going to look like. You know, from basically in under the new collective bargaining agreement or the the last one from twenty eleven. If you were a team, you knew it was going to go up at least $10 million per year, if not more. And that's basically what it's done every year for the past seven years. And so you knew you had the extra room to work with. And now, you know, I was saying that things might be back to normal salary cap-wise by 2022, but they might not. Maybe they lose so much revenue this year that they have to play it out even longer. And that's where it gets a little worrisome and a little dicey that you have these giant cap hits on your contract. But you know what? As Brinson said, you can renegotiate it. 
the Rams renegotiated their contract with Jared Goff like nine months after they signed it because yeah. it was so ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it's that easy that you can just renegotiate it. All right. Moving along to the next question. I thought this was like a swear word, but it was just five stars. It was five. I was like, did he, I was like, what, what words are you trying to say? What cuss word has five letters in it? Uh, five star question from FW1812. Finally feel comfortable giving five stars now that Sean's leaving. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard to disagree. Who's your dark horse for first coach fired? Uh, Wilson, you go. All right. I would say Zach Taylor because that's my knee jerk reaction, but I don't, I think he'll get it. I hate you. And I think they'll actually do okay with, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, here's my dark horse, Matt LaFleur, who actually looks like John Breach. Oh, that's mean. That was our dark horse last year. And then he went to the AFC, the NFC championship game. Who was it? Who's, who said that last year? Breach, <laughs> oddly enough. No, I had LaFleur. I picked him to go there. Oh, it was Sean. It was Sean. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sean got fired. So clearly that was a bad choice. Um, I don't think Matt Nagy is a dark horse or Matt Patricia obviously is not, but I think. I think Matt Nagy is a dark horse. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired. He and Ryan Pace both. Well, let's. let's... But I'm going LaFleur because I think Aaron Rodgers, he could ball out and Aaron Rodgers could still get him fired because if Aaron Rodgers has to do everything. And by the looks of it, he will have to do everything along with Aaron Jones and Devontae, Ad, uh, Devontae Adams. Um, with no help from the draft class, Jordan Love certainly not. Uh, AJ Dillon could help as a running back, but and, and we know that did did Aaron Rodgers get Mike McCarthy ushered out the door? He did. He had something to do with that. So sure did. Yeah, I'll go with Matt Lafleur after winning 13 games in his first season. I'm trying to find the actual odds. I will say that like a dark horse is not as Ryan said, not Matt Patricia because he's going to get fired if he's bad. Doug Marone, not a dark horse. Um, I'll go with two dark horses, and I am going to say number one, Anthony Lynn. Mm. I think Ooh. they went five and eleven last year, and that was after you know two good seasons. His first two, nine and seven, twelve and four, and they have a stacked team. Their biggest question mark is at quarterback. No one knows Tara Taylor is good enough to take them to the playoffs. But, you know, if he's not, that's on Anthony Lynn for not going after one of these free agent quarterbacks. You had a chance to bring someone in who could potentially turn that offense around. Anthony Lynn said, nah, I'm going to roll with Tyrod Taylor I'm gonna, or I'm going to try Justin Herbert. And I think a lot of people thought maybe if you're going to go with Taylor, that you draft a positional player, number six overall, who can help your team in 2020. They didn't do that. So he made a lot of bold decisions this offseason that I think have to pay off. I think if they go 5-11 and 11 again, he's gone. Uh, and my super dark horse that I'm not even that, I, I don't think he would get fired, but it's a dark horse, right? I'm going to go with our favorite coach, Adam Gase. That's not a dark horse. Yeah, Gase what? is a dark horse. He's only been there like, what, a year? Here's the, the top four favorites are Matt Patricia. I found this. I, I'm on like Sports Interaction or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's a list and it seems to make sense. So we'll go with it. Uh, Matt Patricia, three to one. Doug Marone, four to one. Adam Gase, eight to one. Dan Quinn, 10 to one. Bill O'Brien, 11 to one. That's a terrible selection. He can't, he won't fire himself. Right, and they they win football games, no matter how angry it makes you to watch them play. Uh, yep, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you who the dark horse is. Where is, is Anthony Lynn on that list? Uh, Anthony Lynn is twenty five to one. He's the fifth. All high. right, I'll fifth take twenty five to one. Matt Nagy's twenty five to one too, so we'll count that. Is uh, Matt Lafleur? Uh, Lafleur, I did Lafleur didn't even didn't even make the cool. list. Twenty five to one qualifies as a dark horse. All right, okay. what, what's your list? Uh, your who's your guy? I'm, I'm going to say uh, Zach Taylor. 
That was Wilson's dark horse. He's not going to get fired. What does he have to do for him to get fired? I, that. Who, who, wait, who? I thought you said Matt LaFleur was your dark horse. I opened with Zach Taylor as a joke. Bre- Breach said he hated me, and you must have been thinking about other stuff. What, I'm uh, looking for the odds. What does he have to do to get fired? Uh, Joe Burrow could suck. No, record-wise. Uh, I mean, I think if they start like 0-6 again, he doesn't even Joe Burrow it. looks awful. There's going to be questions being asked. Let me just put this out there. There is a 0% chance Zach Taylor gets fired after this season. They're going to give him at least two seasons with Joe Burrow. Even if they, the only, only way they even think about it is if they went 0 and 16. So why playing. would the Chargers not give Anthony Lynn two years with Justin Zach Taylor has only had one season. Zach, uh, Anthony Lynn is going into his fourth year. He's had time to fix, to get things right. Uh, and, and this is a huge offseason. They've got a lot of contracts to deal with after the 2020 season, and that's when you would make a change. So I, I think mean, Andy it, Lynn has a nine-win season and a 12-win season with the Chargers. This is his fourth year with them. Like he actually has won games. But like, if, Taylor if, crap. If Taylor is the starting quarterback for the Chargers, Justin Herbert's not tied to Anthony Lynn anymore because he never had him. So you don't just automatically – like is Anthony Lynn starting Taylor so he can buy himself? Anthony Lynn has one playoff win. Zach Taylor has two wins. Brunson, they're totally different situations. So, how many? The top four names are the ones most likely to get fired. Just, they're drafted quarterbacks. What are I, the I smell a Twitter poll. Who is more likely? Who is the more likely to get fired in twenty twenty? Anthony Lynn or Zach Taylor? Put it on the account, Brunson. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. What are the All top right. four names of the list again? Uh, okay, I found this is on bookies dot com. I don't know if we trust bookies dot com, but uh, Matt Patricia three to one. Doug Marone, four to one, Adam Gase, eight to one, Dan Quinn, ten to one, Bill O'Brien, eleven to one, Anthony Lynn and Matt Nagy, twenty-five to one, Zach Taylor with a K, spelled incorrectly, thirty to one, Bruce Arians, thirty-three to one. Come on. Vic Fangio, thirty-three to one, Brian Flores, thirty-three to one, and Mike Zimmer, thirty-three to one. I think I feel like there's not more than five guys that will get fired. The top four names you read and then Matt Nagy. I, I, I mean, we're talking about first coach fired. So you gotta you gotta have a dark horse. I think Nagy I think Nagy and Taylor qualify. I, I mean, you never know what happens. Nah, because they they'll let Taylor get to like if Matt Nagy starts zero six, he's getting fired. Zach Taylor could start zero six. I think. I mean, Matt Nagy. What, did they go nine and seven last year? Eight and eight. He's. I mean, um, they went eight and eight. Yeah, I mean, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. And these are dark horses. I think we all think the actual answer, just who would be fired first, is probably Doug Marone or Matt Patricia. Yeah, if we're if we're being who's actually gets fired first, that's a whole different ball of wax. If, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What if Matt LaFleur um, and the Packers start 0-5 and, and Aaron Rodgers complains each and every week through those five weeks? I mean, it's possible. This is a tough year to fire guys because it's a shortened offseason, too. Like, I don't know that like anybody's canning somebody like mid-pandemic. You'll see. Yeah, that would be a little weird. Maybe that means the bet is no one gets fired. I would, I would, I would be willing to wager a pretty large sum of money that none of the head coaches in the NFL are fired mid-season. In, like a how much? Like, in a year like this, I how mean, what, what, what kind of odds are you gonna give me? I'm gonna give you one to two, one, two to one, two to one. I'd put a hundred bucks on that. Oh, look at this guy! All right, well, I mean, like, Doug, I mean, like Doug Marone. If the Jaguars are awful, he could definitely get fired. Send Ryan that five dollars from the Trubisky bet, and then Ryan, you give me that five dollars, and then send me ninety-five more. Right, so I'm just saying, like Doug Marone could get fired. That wouldn't be entirely shocking if the Jaguars were just horrible and mentioned lose your bet. But, but I'm saying. I don't think any of the Gase could get fired. Flores is not getting fired midseason. Um, none of the coaches, in my opinion, in the AFC West will get fired midseason. I think they will just give Anthony Lane the full year. I just think they will. Uh, Zach Taylor is on the list, but nobody else. I guess Stefanski because the Browns are crazy, but 
Um, I don't think anybody in the Dan Quinn could get fired midseason if, if they come out really slow. I don't think anybody in the NFC East is getting fired. So you have three new, uh, three new coaches and then Doug Peterson. Um, NFC North, I would be really surprised if Zimmer got fired, but you, you know, certainly Nagy and, and Patricia get canned. And then I don't think anybody in the NFC West is getting fired. So I, I just think, I just think it's a tough year to do it. Like you really going to fire somebody when like there, there's a potential second wave of a, of a pandemic coming? Like we don't know if there's going to be football. Who's firing their head coach? Matt Patricia, the Lions have a week five bye. Realistic chance they're 0 and 4 going into that bye. You think he gets fired if that happens? Possibly. I think they give him the full season. <laughs> you just answered your own question. <laughs> Who's going to get fired in the middle of a pandemic? Matt Patricia? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? All right, let's move on to the next question. Will Brinson is my hero, right? Oh, this is your burner account again. How many questions do you ask, Brinson? I've been listening to this podcast for about a year. A lot, Breach. I am a big fan of this podcast and love listening to the banner that goes back and forth and miss the frequency of fun facts minus Sean. spelled Sean's <laughs> name wrong. I love it. I'm a Browns fan, so my question is, what are your thoughts on Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski as a GM and head coach combination? Is this another duo that will be gone in two years where they create continuity for years to come? If ever in Maine, should try Baselli Brothers Brewery. They also have a winery and distillery next door to meet all your needs. Thank you. It's for Basel. that recommendation. What's that? Basel. You read it wrong. Basel Listen. Brothers. Oh. Did I did I read that wrong or did Oh Basel Brothers, you're right. Sorry. The Tony Baselli Brothers. Have <laughs> you have you have you been there, Ryan? I have not, but I wanted to make sure you got it right in case someone was gonna go. I have been to Portland, Maine. I lived in Boston for, for three or four years. Is, is it pronounced Basel? It's not Baselli. Looks like Bissell. No, I've it's I have a friend Bissell is is how Okay, maybe it's Bissell Brothers. That actually sounds better, but it's not Baselli. That's what I was These wondering. beers look outstanding. Where is it in Maine? Uh, it is Port- Portland. Portland. Portland is one of the most underrated towns in the country. Not Portland, Oregon, which is a great town from what I've heard. But Portland, Maine is awesome. So it's just over the border from Boston. You go through a little part of New Hampshire there. It's great. The so- beers up in the Northeast are just outstanding. Like beer up in the Northeast is so good. They have the, like, the, the, the obviously the yeah Northeast hazy pale hazy IPAs is like where it sort of came from, and, and they are. Uh, they are, I love some haze, yeah. Man, they, have, they have 27,000 followers on Twitter. You need to tag them, tell them you talked about them, yeah. and then be like, if you guys want to ship some, I wouldn't be averse to that. Yeah, that's your MO anyway. Yeah, Get- pull the old Brinson charm, man. Duh. Uh, what was this? Oh, the Browns. What do you think about the Browns, guys? <laughs> on paper, Andrew Barry and Kevin Savansky look fantastic. I think Savansky leans on the run game, so that's great news for Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But uh, it starts with the man up top there. I'm not talking about baby Jesus. I'm talking about uh, Jimmy Haslam, who is very impatient when it comes to coaches and general managers. What are you smiling about? Hold Me? On. Who's back. smiling? Yeah, so. Keep talking. Uh, uh, so, Wilson, no, I agree with that. And I, here's the thing about the Browns, and the weirdest part of this is that, like, Jimmy Haslam has to have some patience eventually. He has to just say, all right, I can't just keep firing people. Uh, this isn't some sort of. This isn't The Office. This isn't some sort of sitcom, even though it sometimes feels like that. But I think the weirdest thing about Kevin Stefanski is that I'm not sure he is in love with Baker Mayfield. You kind of look at what they've done this offseason. He brought in Case Keenum. That's the guy who took him to an NFC title game when they were both in Minnesota. Uh, also, I think someone reported that the Browns were the only other team that contacted Cam Newton. So literally, Stefanski's got this wandering eye out there 
which just tells me that he is not sold on Baker Mayfield. And so I think that will be an interesting thing to watch because, uh, you know, you got to convince the owner if you want to get rid of your your the, your stud quarterback that you get just drafted. I know we've talked about how this is a big year for Baker, and obviously it is, uh, but I do think that Stefanski will outlast. Uh, he'll be there twice as long as any other coach has been there for the past decade, would be my guess. So four years, not a high bar. Yeah, four years, that's a long time for a, a Browns head coach. That's but uh, to your point, I think you're right. Um, I'm not so much concerned about them bringing in Case Keenum. That's just sort of a lot of times coaches bring in guys they're comfortable with. Uh, Andrew Barry, I think, on paper, looks fantastic. Um, he was with the Eagles for a while. He did a great job there. He was with the Browns previously. Um, reportedly did a good job there. But, again, Jimmy Haslam can't control himself when it comes to clearing, clearing, um, clearing house. So, hopefully, Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have more room to do what they need to do. We will see. I thought their draft was really good. But they've had actually good draft classes. It's just been translating that to the field and, and doing things like issuing, a, um, as Jason Lockenford reported back in 2014, um, getting a report that told them to take Teddy Bridgewater, so they they traded up and took Johnny Manziel. Um, you know, doing things that didn't make a ton of sense, and you know, inevitably blowing up in their face. So, on paper, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that I thank you, my son. One of the TV cut on that. Um, Jimmy Haslam's just impatient, and he just won't let his football guys do what they need to do, and he won't get out of the way. And every time they hire a new GM and a new head coach, he acts like he's going to get out of the way and let them do that. And then every time, it doesn't happen. So for me, I I will buy into the idea that those two guys can produce a competent football team. Water on my nose. But I don't buy into the idea that Jimmy Haslam will somehow manage to stay out of the way. Like I think Jimmy Haslam. What? I mentioned um, passing on Teddy Bridgewater and taking John Manziel. The other, the other example I wanted to mention – Last year, Freddie Kitchens. They hired him. Yeah. I, Somebody, I mean, John Dorsey was going to win GM of the year like a year ago, and he's already been fired. Like, There's just no patience. Jimmy Haslam, by all accounts, everything you hear about him, he lets people get in his ear, and he and he's quick to like allow people to do that. So he's quick to like give them personal power. Like, he's quick to allow them to influence him, and it just creates bad situations. So – I would probably take a wait and see approach with with uh, with the Browns at all at all points and all turns if, it, if it's me analyzing Cleveland. All right, let's take a quick break so I can tweet at the Bissell brothers, Bissell brothers. Come back, we'll finish up some mailbag questions. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay. Our wa- oh boy. Wa- Rizmik. I got that right? It sounded like you were trying to read for the first time. <laughs> How would you pronounce it? Can you see it? Me? Uh, 
I would pronounce it Orznik. Well, who's that um, UFC fighter that won over the weekend? Rose, what's her name? Why would you do that to me, Diva? How did I say it? <laughs> Are you laughing? On that? I said, uh, what was her name? It was, um, oh, uh, uh, was it? what was it? Uh, Rose Namajunas. Is that right? Probably not. Oh, I think the Ajunas? jet is more like a Y. Namajunas. Namajunas, okay. All right. Sounds, that sounds better. Anyway, uh, R. Wozniak says, which players who have played three seasons or less have the best chance of making it into the Hall of Fame? I'll start you off with Patrick Mahomes. Why don't we do a draft and just see how long we can go before we run out of names or somebody says someone's stupid. Um, uh, Wilson, I'll let you go. Patrick Mahomes has been taken first, right? Yeah. Well, we're not, Mahomes is already off the board. He's off the board, Wilson. All right. I'm going to take... Deshaun Watson. That's a good choice. Am I uh, next? I guess you can go next, Breach. Are we doing a snake draft? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, just doing circles, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no snake. No snake. I'll do uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, uh, dang it. Well, I'll take Lamar Jackson. <laughs> dang it. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to get crazy here. I'm going to take Chase Young. All right. I mean, that is – well, in that case, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Well, that's that's a slam dunk on yourself. Play the music. What? <laughs> Joe Burrow Hall of Famer. Okay, I, Debo, clip this and play it back in 15 years at Joe Burrow's Hall of Fame induction for that podcast, and I get to just dunk all over them. It's going to be great. Fair enough. I will let you dunk on me, literally. Okay. That Joe Burrow's only playing 10 years in the NFL? I don't well, know. He's, you win 10 Super Bowls. There's not much to play for after that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, well, if you, uh, so am I up? Yeah. yeah. I'll say Alvin Kamara. Dude, that's a, that's, that's, yeah, I don't know. All right. Really? If Chris McCaffrey qualifies, Alvin Kamara qualifies. I think Chris McCaffrey's better. Yeah. I do too, but I think they're both very good. Yeah, but the thing with running backs is you, how long are you going to play? So that's, that's the, the, all right, fine, fine. Do me a minute. I, I'll, nope, we'll, you know, nope, nope. You took it. That's not, we said we're going to go to a bad one. That's not bad. Oh, okay. That's good. All right. All right. I'm up. Yeah. Quentin Nelson. Oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to go back. back. <laughs> that was a sneaky good one. Um, I'm going to take TJ Watt. That's, I was thinking about it. Again, longevity, but I mean, it's hard to hate on it. What if both yeah. Watt brothers go in the Hall of Fame at the same time? Uh, I will, um, I will say Miles Garrett. Yeesh. I mean, he's 30 and a half sacks in three years. He skipped less half a season. To um, well, because they, they say off-field doesn't matter, but on-field does. He actually swung a helmet at somebody. Yeah, that, man, people people were over that by the time they saw Mason Rudolph play his fifth game of the season. That might be true. I love Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Wilson, you're up. All right, you okay with Miles Garrett? Yeah. Reach. 30 and a half sacks. All right. Getting... serious? No, I'm worried about the on-field stuff, not the, the production. The production's there. Yeah, I'm, I think it's fine. Okay. Oh, boy. I might need to phone a friend here. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can phone uh, Debo. What'd you say? You can phone Debo. Oh, phone Debo. All right, I'll go with Trey White, Tredarius White. That's a good one. He's the second-best cornerback in the league right now. I think you could argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to go with Nick Bosa. Oh, that was what I was gonna go with. That's a good yeah. one. Take that, Brenton. Um, oh, I'll say, uh, 
Kyler Murray. Yeah, you have to go with Kyler there. Yep. I don't, I don't know if it'll happen, but I mean, you're out, you're you know we're getting thin here. <laughs> sure. All right. I'm gonna go with my guy, Mickey Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's where I was going next. Well, I can't believe you just stole him from me, man. That is dirty. Uh, we, should added, we should have added Debo to this draft, too. It's like, yeah. um, wow. Okay, I'll tell you who I'm not going to pick. That's Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> He's off the list. That's the Sean special. Um, but I will take – you know what? Somebody said Quentin Nelson. I'm going to go with Darius Leonard. Oh, that was the next guy I had queued up. Oh! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, I said uh, – Alvin Kamara. I'll yeah. also go with Ryan Ramchek. Yeah. He's good. He's a top five like offensive lineman in the league right now. Okay. You guys both have been sleeping. Uh-oh. You missed on a first ballot guy. I did too. I just found his name. Giorgio Kittle, suckers. Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. You got to yeah. scroll down a little bit. <laughs> that's a big one. I just won the how, league. How are you, when you say scroll down, are you like looking through drafts? I'm looking through uh, career average value. Okay, that's what I did. I sorted by like first three years, but it's the problem is like I got a bunch of guys who are. I don't know how, maybe I did it wrong, but I got a bunch of guys who are like have played more than three years. All right, um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give Debo some love here, and go with Miles Sanders. No, that's it. We're over. What? Done. Oh no! My last one was gonna be Garrett Bradbury. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, uh, Debo mentioned him and this one guy slacked me and I would have kept, I would have gone with him too. He was, he was already on my list, but Nick Chubb, who I think is a better chance than Miles Sanders. No, uh, I mean, Debo, what's the ruling on Miles Sanders for the purpose of this game? Yeah, he's good. Oh, get out. Oh, keep going then. Good. Game keeps going. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, all right. I will go with Tremaine Edmonds. He's athletic. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He had an awesome year last year. Do you know how old he is? Yeah. He's 22. He's 22. All right. Again, disrespectful. Both of you guys. I just got George Kittle. Now I'm getting Jamal Adams. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not Jamal as disrespectful Adams. as George Kittle. <laughs> that's why I took George Kittle first. Kittle, the Kittle thing we screwed up. I was just thinking Kittle had been here for like four years. I think. But... Sean just texted me and said Roquan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roquan Smith is the number seven linebacker on his list. What, what is he doing? Uh, all right, Breach, you're up. Oh man, we're now we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You know what? I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna go to a tongue of Aloha. I feel like these rookies are cheating. What? That said hey, Young is cheating. Joe Burrow and, and Tua Tua is injured, so I think Tua is some Joe Burrow is the first overall pick. But I think Chase Young, that's how that was my second round pick. People can let us know what they think about uh about those guys. All right, uh, I'll I double dip. I think anyone said Saquon. Oh Yeah, Saquon's a good call. I was thinking Saquon. I mean, Miles Sanders went before Saquon. Breach should be kicked out of the league. No, he plays for the Giants. I was going by how big his numbers he can put up in an offense. Playing for Doug Peterson, who is way better than the ninth best coach, uh, as you guys know. He's going to put up huge numbers. What's Saquon Barkley going to do with Daniel Jones? Hard to say. (laughs) It is hard to say. That's true. That's why I didn't pick him. Um, Am I – I'm confused. Is Debo involved in the game? Oh, now you need Saquon. I just wanted to mention that as an omission. Yeah, sort of on my on my list of guys that, that we would have gotten to. Oh, uh, um, well, you and I, I, Debo want to be on the same team. You can take Saquon. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
All right. I, so this, I, I literally had the, the thing queued up with Saquon. Uh-huh. And we know you did. I did. Uh, I got two names here. I think uh, Marshawn Lattimore. That's a good one. I like that one. That was on my list. All right, Breach. Uh, Garrett Bradbury. You're literally uh, doing that now? You're done? Yeah. Oh, you're I mean, done. okay. My understanding is that one of the super friends has an engagement. We got to get through the rest of these questions. That's true. Josh Allen. The you guys left, no, the Juju, rusher. no Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's, Juju's worthwhile in there. But, he, you know, he had a terrible year last year. But, yeah, Breach is right. I got to do radio in 14 minutes. I mean, Cortland Sutton could 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 be a factor. Mark Andrews, I think, is a name that you could keep including there. I mean, compare him to George Kittle. And it's, he's great, but he's not George Kittle or Travis Kelsey great. Um, Devin White? Yeah, you don't know. Okay. All right. That's good enough. All AJ right. Brown. Good question. We'll see. That's a great question. Fun question. Uh, okay, let's move along. And, yeah, my mom is probably trying to FaceTime me. Like, where are you? Uh, great podcast. I am Gabriel, daily listener from Uruguay. If you're not sure which countries are in UK, no chance you know where Uruguay is. <laughs> By the way, uh, I don't know where Uruguay is. Sean's no longer here, but for soccer reasons. Edson Cavani, Forlan, um, Suarez. He likes to bite people back in the He hasn't been anyone in a while. So those three guys I do know from Uruguay. And I know where it is because I was looking at going to Argentina at some point in the future, but probably not now because of the pandemic. And Buenos Aires is literally like across the bay from Uruguay. Boom. Um, yeah. And he's a Seahawks fan. Really like the Super Friends shows. Is there a real chance for all, all of the NFC West teams to reach the playoffs? This is uh, yeah, from Gabriel. Who's Boris underscore G on Apple Podcasts. I think that's a good question, too. I think if we're ranking the teams for me, last place are the Rams. I know – I think the Arizona – they're my upstart team, but I think there are a lot of people's upstart team. My team, please. Stop. Oh, your upstart team? I'm second on the upstart list uh, behind you. But I think the Rams are the least likely to do it. But if, you know, like you said, they were at the Super Bowl two years ago. If Sean McVay and Jared Goff get back on track, could be four. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. And obviously – since the divisions were realigned in 2002, it wasn't mathematically possible for all four teams to get in. Now they're expanding the playoffs to have seven teams from each conference. So a division can send every single team to the playoffs. And if you look at all the divisions in the NFC, I, I do think that the NFC West absolutely has the best shot. But I think what has to happen is that all four teams have to go three and three in the division mm. and then get up to – Probably 11 wins. So you're going to have to go, you know, because if you go 9 and 7, you might not get in. Uh, and if all four teams go 9 and 7, so I think they would all have to get to 10 wins, which is asking a lot. But I do think that uh, Ryan thinks the Rams are the weak link. I think the Cardinals are the weak link. But I can see the Cardinals getting to 9 wins. So you need all four teams with 9 wins or more, say 13, 12, 11, and 9. I think you it's could possible. Get, you could get an 8-win team in as that final wild card, potentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. So the last time, I mean, when was the last time that the last place team in the division went eight and eight? Uh, I think all the NFC, AFC West teams tied at eight and eight in like 2008. Look at breach. Yeah, right. because I mean, I'm looking at like, or maybe it was two, the Tebow year, maybe in 2011. Um, in 2013, all the NFC West teams were seven to nine or better, and there were three teams with double digit victories. There was a 
Um, seven and nine in 2015, I think, uh, in the NFC East. I mean, seven and nine could potentially backdoor it. I, I think that's probably unlikely, but it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, man, I don't and, know. And, and, and that 2011 Tebow year, three AFC West teams went eight and eight and one went seven and nine. So that's not getting four teams in the playoffs. No. You got to have. So All yeah, right. it, it I is would say ten percent chance. That sounds high. Yeah, it's a ten to twelve percent chance. Sounds about right. I mean, and, you're just you're, you're asking like you basically have to dominate the entire rest of the NFL. Yeah, and before the divisions realigned, the last time that the division because there was only three divisions per conference before two thousand two. And the last time that a team or a division sent four teams to the playoffs was the AFC East in 1998. That's the Jets, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, and they went 12 and four, 10 and six, 10 and six, nine and seven. And then you had the Colts, and they're going three and 13. So it, that kind of does feel like everyone's going to have to win nine games or more, but probably more to get those wild card slots. All right. Uh, yeah, great question though. Uh, Cheetos underscore Jesus asked. Dynasty startup, QB or running back, full PPR dynasty startup. I have Danny Dimes, Breeze, and Rivers at quarterback. At running back, I only have Damian Williams, James Conner, and Naheem Hines. Wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. I picked 12 in a rookie. I am – I picked 12. In a rookie, I am one to pick. Should I lock up Kansas City's backfield or go younger quarterback, Burrow or Tua? It's snake quarter, so I wouldn't pick again until 24. Thanks in advance. I love the podcast. So, at one for me, unless it is a super flex where you can start multiple quarterbacks at once, and even if it's a super flex, if you have Danny Dimes, Breeze, and Rivers, I am taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with that first overall pick, given who he has at the running back position. That is a no-brainer, slam-dunk first overall pick. You want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Your wide receivers are really good. You have enough at quarterback to get you by, and you can draft somebody probably in the second round. So, while Joe Burrow would be enticing – Definitely go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with that first pick, and then hope you get a wide receiver and a quarterback on the on the turn at two and three. Any disagreement from you guys? Hundred percent agree. We never all agree on the same thing. We're doing it. Cool. Uh, and finally, Mailbag. Luff four nine asks, love the pick six pod. Why does Azer, that's Adam Azer from Fantasy Football Today, have such awful, terrible asinine takes, especially when it comes to movies and TV shows? Luff, I cannot explain why. Wait, can you give me an example? I don't know what Azer's takes are on movies and TV shows. Oh, my God. Hold on. Just uh, You got seven minutes. Uh, so Heath Cummings. Yeah. Who, Heath Cummings has a – I don't know if it's pinned. I'm trying to look right now. He has a entire thread dedicated to horrible Adam Azer takes. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to find it right now. Azer feels like he probably leans into that. No. I don't uh, think he does it – Huh. Um, I think he, I think he actually just, he, he literally believes the things that he says. But he hasn't seen a lot of movies, correct? I think he, a lot of times I see him tweeting about things he hasn't seen yet and then complaining about other things. He said, he, he, he said that he called the Avengers movies Transformers movies the other day. <laughs> that, that's something I would do though. I'm not an Avengers person. So you gotta be better than that. All right. Well, let me, um, I mean, that's, that's a red flag though. Perhaps. If Sean was here, he would have hung up on the podcast at this point. That so here's, here's, Chris, here's here, Chris Towers for you this. Adam Azer said, Britney Spears doesn't have one good song. 
Oh, no, is that Heath Cummings said that? Uh-oh. No, no, he said, new bad Adam Azer take, comma, Heath Cummings, SSR. Britney Spears doesn't have one good song. Brief, like to respond? I mean, that's false. That's just patently false. Give me a break. She's got like 10 good songs. Can you name three Britney Spears songs, Breach? Are you serious? I went to a Britney Spears concert. I know. Three of them. Baby, one more time. Is that what the one of them is? Hit, hit me, baby, one more time. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Crazy. You know crazy. Criminal. Toxic. I'll look at here's, uh, here's, here's Oops, Adam Azer. I did it again. Oh, yeah. That... I'm a slave for you. That's another one. <laughs> There's a few. All right. You dunked on me. What's here, is, uh, here is Adam Azer from November 22nd, 2017. Both pe- pecan and pumpkin pies suck. Both. What's the first thing? Pecan and pumpkin pies. Oh, that's, a, that's an absolutely horrible take. I don't like pecans by themselves, but I love actually. How, uh, do, you, how do you pronounce that word? Uh, here, I finally okay. Finally found pecan. 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 Yeah, that's how I say it too. I didn't want to make Brinson feel bad. All right, what else did you find? <laughs> uh, I found the thread finally. Um, oh, Diva, Diva, did you find it at the same time? Of course you did. Diva yeah, and I gave it to you. Diva and I are in. The, no, 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 I found it right before he did. All right, All this is November thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. Is when he posted this. Uh, he said, he said, I realized that I, I failed you all, but I'm going to correct it now. This will be the official threat of Adam Azer bad opinions. We'll update whenever a new one pops up regularly. Feel free to add your own below. First up, we'll kick it off with some of the classics. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Beer is bad. Pancakes are better than French toast and waffles. Jason Witten is good as a color guy. Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback. Kickers are good in fantasy. Um, he said Creed was a bad movie. Uh, That's a horrible take. My God. Here's one from June 3rd, 2018. I feel like saying something that people will flip out about. So here we go. Get Out is incredibly overrated and really shows how bad the state of movies is right now. If that movie, which is not the least bit scary, by the way, got nominated for best pick, we're in trouble. By the Uh, way, I think that's telling that Azer's not scared by that movie. It wasn't targeted towards you, Azer. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not scary if you're a white guy. (laughs) Oh, that was fine. I loved it. Uh, The party? It was great. Azer once said sweet potato casserole is better than mashed potatoes and gravy. Hold on to that one. Sweet potato casserole is legit. I don't hate that take. Do you ever have that, like at Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything? Delicious, but a master days agree. I, I know, I agree with that. That's that's the first take he's had so far. I agree. Adam Azer's Adam Azer said the Beastie Boys are terrible. That's horrible. That's pretty bad. What is it? I wonder what kind of music he listens. Top to. three Adam Azer cereals: one Golden Grams, two <laughs> CTC, three Life. Wait, well, what's what's two? Yeah, we'll see. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's that's fine. Look and then life at three. Life at three. That's insane. Life's not even in the top fifty. Life, life is also known as cardboard. <laughs> the first he, terrible. He hates the Big Lebowski. No, that is. I, I could see that. He no. Said, whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down. Why? Why would? Why do you hate the Big Lebowski breach? I, I just got over people quoting it, and fair it, enough. But the movie itself, just in a vacuum. I, I am not. If I cannot. I cannot watch most movies more than like two times. That's oh. on the list. If I can watch it more than two times, it's a good movie. Oh, I see. I, I think it's an average movie. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. I love it. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, here. Diva's got one more. Raisins are unbeatable. One of the best foods on the planet. I can eat an unlimited amount of raisins. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That, that take is from 1734 when you just discovered raisins because there was no candy, <laughs> sugar, or anything. Like, oh my gosh, raisins. Um, it, 
Ready for another controversial Asian take? The only French fries I look forward to eating anymore are sweet potato fries. I'm just not really a big fry guy anymore. Sweet potato fries I like better than regular fries, but like McDonald's fries are some of the best fries on the planet. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like... Um, okay, it's time for everyone to get mad at me. This is another Asian tweet. I've never seen Avengers, the 2012 one. I'm watching the end now on FX. It's really bad. It's a cliche machine. May as well be a Transformer movies. I've seen this action sequence 15 times before. I don't disagree with that. Actually, I, I probably agree with most of that. I'm not. He also added superhero movies are not action movies. I don't know what that means. What are they? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, let's see. All right, do, do one Here's more. Just feeding me takes. Oh, he says to get out of here while, while Ryan's still, um, while Ryan's still on video. Oh, uh, Adam Azer said Michael Thomas was not a star until the 2019 season. Tweet at Michael Thomas with that. See what he thinks. Yeah, Adam Azer once said Deshaun Watson is not an elite quarterback. That's wrong. Yeah. I don't like the Doors or the Who or Pink Floyd or the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin. All right, Grandpa, fine. <laughs> Turn on the AM. Michael Thomas led the NFL in receptions in 2018. How did he not think he was a star exactly, until 2019? Exactly. It's insane. Man, he had Britney Spears. That's how. My God. I mean, yeah. Like, so, all right. Do you guys, do you guys now believe me that Adam Azer is full of bad takes? Yeah, I just hadn't heard them. I didn't doubt you. I just wanted some examples. Well done. He's just, he's just a, he's, Azer's a very different cat, a little bit neurotic and just has a different sensibility. I believe that he was engineered from the future Terminator 2 style and sent back into the past to deliver bad takes to see how people could handle them. I can't wait until FFT does a podcast where they pull up Brinson's old takes, like Garrett Bradbury, Rookie of the Year, and just go to town. That, that, that will be a fun one. I will say this, Breach. You actually selected Garrett Bradbury to go to the Hall of Fame, so your take might be worse than Brinson's now. All right. That's like my 12th round pick. I got story time. Ryan's got radio. Breach has got to go swallow the baby. Swallow the baby. Swallow the baby. Thanks, thanks, as always, for listening. Thanks for uh, hooking us up on the pod uh, nominations. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.